Well, uh, just when you thought it couldn't get any weirder, it, uh, it, it certainly got weirder around here with this shelter in place. I hope all of you are holding up okay and learning to adjust to everything that's been going on. Um, I did call the health department, by the way, and talk to them, and what we are doing here right now is allowed. Um, we can do this recording for all of you, and so we're not going underground or anything like that, at least not yet. Uh, just remember, uh, for this week and for even weeks going on out, church isn't canceled. It's just a little bit different, um, and it's going to be different that way for all of us for a bit. In fact, everything is different. Uh, you just go outside, and it's quiet in the streets, and Main Street is almost deserted. And, and difference can cause a lot of stuff to go around in our heads it uh, causes some kinds of anxiety and sometimes fear of what's going to happen and what's going to happen next and what is next week even going to be looking like. And that's what we want to spend a few minutes talking about today. Let's take a moment and pray, can we? Father, in, in the midst of, of life, you're, you're here. And in the fears we have, you're here. And you comfort us and strengthen us and you... You help our hearts through times like this. And so I pray the next few moments you would speak to us through your Holy Spirit. And we thank you in your name. Amen. Thank you. Um, hey, do you remember Wii's, uh, the games that uh, they were selling? It was a video game thing. We got our kids a Wii a number of years ago. And in fact, they finally relented and let me play and there was this one game that 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 I learned to do and it was walking on a tightrope you you were virtually on this tightrope and and there was this this rope between two virtual buildings and it, and as you watched it you you, you kind of had to make sure that you kept kept the balance as you as you walked across and and now heights don't usually bother me but there were, as I was walking across this thing, there were, there were clouds underneath me and there were birds that were, were flying under, underneath me. And, and, and honestly, I actually began to sweat. I actually began to get a little bit fearful of this whole deal. And then these mechanical jaws came about me and I virtually fell and virtually died at that point. Um, do you know what the fear of heights is called? It's called acrophobia. Um, do you know what the fear of spiders is called? Well, that's arachnophobia. Uh, the fear of Brussels sprouts is called what? It's called normal. And we actually have a staff member who has a fear of pancakes. I won't mention his name, but his initials are Kurt Vanderstelt. But I want to talk about a weird one, and, and this is the fear of grasshoppers. Now, it's not the fear of seeing one. It's actually, believe it or not, the fear of becoming one. And it has a lot to do with what we're going through and what we're going to be talking about um, for a few moments today. Now, I need to set the whole thing up here. Back in the Old Testament, Moses and all two million people had left Egypt, and they were traveling ac across the desert into what God had called the land of promise. And so on the border, on the border of entering into the land that God had said, I'm going to give this land to you. It's like, it's like a gift. And here we go. And this is what the Bible says in Numbers chapter 13. It says, God spoke to Moses 
Send men to scout out the country that I'm giving to the people of Israel. This is your classic recon mission to go and check out the place. Moses said, look the land over and see what it's like. Assess the people. Are they strong? Are they weak? Are there few or are there many? Observe the land. Is it pleasant or harsh? Describe the towns where they live. Are they open camps or fortified with walls? And try to bring back a sample of the food that grows there. So what they're saying is, go ahead and check this place out. Now it goes on. After 40 days of scouting out the land, they returned home. Then they told the story of their trip. We went to the land to which you sent us, and oh, it does flow with milk and honey. Just look at this fruit. And they pulled out the basket, and it had oranges, and they, they see the grapes, and they see the milk, and they see the double-doubles. <laughs> you name it, they had it. It was growing in the land. And people are thinking, oh, this is going to be great. But the, the spies kept talking. It says, but the people living there are large and powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. All the people we saw there were huge. We even saw giants there. And now here it comes. Next to them, we were like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Do you see? Do you see how they turned into grasshoppers right then? From humans to grasshoppers, just like that. It then says, then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. I, I, I don't know what fear does to you, but I do remember my wee experience of going across the tightrope as, as I was beginning to, to go back and forth, and my aunt, arms began to wave to try and catch my balance. One thing I know that I did is I stopped. I didn't move forward. And I know what's true about me, maybe true about you, maybe all of us, is that when I'm afraid, I stop moving forward. I just stop. And that's what fears do to us. Over 250 times, the Bible says, fear not, or do not be afraid. And, and it just seems like God goes to a lot of trouble to let us know that fear is not high on his list of things for us to live with. And, 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 and so I'm going to ask the question, do I have way more peace than others? Do I have a whole lot less fear than other people as well? Because when I have less fear, I'm able to move forward. And, and, and we as a church family have been talking about how Jesus comes into our lives and really messes us up and makes us radically different. And I think this is one of those times and this is one of those ways in which Jesus can actually help us through this fear time. And I need to ask the question, in times like this, shelter in place, COVID-19, coronavirus, do I have substantially less fear than people that don't have Jesus? Because this is the way I think it's supposed, supposed to be. And how can I, and, and here's the question, how can I remember God and his faithfulness during this time? A couple things that I see is, as, I, as I looked at this passage, um, did you know that God's plan was not to have the Israelites wander in the desert for 40 years? You know, the old story is they wandered actually for 40 years. 
It actually was to get them from Egypt to the promised land in about two years. Two. It was originally a pretty, pretty straight shot. Now, now, did God know about the giants and the land that they were going into? Of course he did. It was not a problem to God because God brought them to this place. God brought them to this life and, and this experience. And, and I think this is the same. Does God know about what, what we're going through? You know, having to work remotely from home and school being canceled and your kids at home driving you crazy or not. Does God know about that? Of course he does. In fact, the second thing is, is God wouldn't have brought them there if he knew they couldn't handle it. Why would God have brought them there if he knew he couldn't, he couldn't handle what they're going through? Um, I, was, I, was, I was pulling weeds last weekend, and, 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 I, and I guess I, I pulled up a little weed that was too close to, to a little ant's nest. You know those little tiny ants that sometimes hang out in your garden, and, and when something happens, either a rock gets pulled up that they, they're nesting under or a weed, they kind of go crazy. You know, they kind of come up, they go, they go all over the place, those little tiny ones. And they're going here and there, and, and, and they start to come out and run around and run around more and more and more. And then what they, what they did was they started coming out carrying their little larvae or their little pupas or whatever they're carrying out. They're carrying out these little, little, little white things. And actually, as I'm watching this kind of all happen in front of me, it kind of looked like they were carrying little rolls of toilet paper out, you know. And I started thinking about what people are around in our communities now. It's like they're running around carrying little bundles of toilet paper. And these ants are going here and there, and, and they're there. And one little guy just took off and just bolted with his little toilet paper, and he never came back. I mean, he just kept going and going and going and going. And, and I watched it, and I thought, wow, this is almost funny now in a way that they're just going nuts all over the place as if they have no purpose, they have no reason, as if this is completely out of their control. They were, they were pretty freaked out. And I thought of this passage in Numbers chapter 13. I thought all of a sudden there's a report that, that, that there are giants in the land and we're now grasshoppers and... <laughs> And the people just went here, and they went there, and they went crazy, going up and down and around. God knew that people could handle it. He had no doubt that they could handle it. In fact, there's a passage a little bit later on. It says this, because two of the spies, one was named Joshua, and the other was named Caleb. It says, Joshua and Caleb, who were among those who had explored the land, said to the entire Israelite assembly, if the Lord is pleased with us, he'll lead us into the land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. And do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. And it's, it's, it's kind of like the attitude that we can carry into this. Look, if God brought us here, then we're able to not just survive this thing. We can win this thing. And God brings us through this. The next thing is, is I see here is, is God is with them and will be with me every single step of the way. The Bible says that, that God has said, and here it is, great statement, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. None of us knows what's going to happen next week, week, much less next year. But regardless, the great thing is, is you're not going through it alone. God says, no matter what, I will never leave you. Never leave you. Never. 
I'll never forsake you. That leads me to the next, and that is God has a plan for my, for my future. The popular verse is, in fact, it's one of the most popular ones now. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I always think of that one, that God means that God has done some thinking about my future. Um, in fact, God has done more thinking about my future than I have. A lot more. And, and, and if you have a Bible open or when you go to your Bible with that verse, circle the words, prosper, hope, and future. I just, just think of those. Prosper, hope, future. Um, you ever wonder what you're going to be doing in 10 years or 20 years or 40 years? God knows. Because he says, I have plans for you. And, and when you can kind of wrap all these things together, that God has a plan for us and God's with us every step of the way and God's going to call us into places where he has a plan for us, it's really called, and, and the word is God's faithfulness. Faithfulness. We sang about that, and we're going to sing about it again. The faithfulness of God. God's faithfulness means that God is for me. He's for me. And there's a chapter in the Bible, and it's a chapter you need to know if you're going to grow in your faith. It's in the book of Romans. And, and toward the end, um, there is this incredible thing that helps us with our fears. It's chapter 8, and, and actually it's put there, I think, for times just like this. Romans 8.31 says this, What then shall we say in response to this? God is for us. Who can be against us? That's a pretty good question, I think. Um, even if you only focus on the last part. Who's against me? I mean, who's against me? And all of a sudden, we can start putting together this list of things that are against me. You know, COVID-19, my ex, my supervisor, those kids at school, my neighbor, my parents, my family. But this is a, a, a compare statement. What God's saying is right now, compare. Compare all those things that we just listed to who? You compare them to God. And come then compare to the fact that God is with you, anyone who's against you is, is pretty small in comparison. No matter who they are, God is bigger. No matter how they act, God is bigger. In comparison, there's no one bigger than God. In, in fact, you could start off every sentence in your life when there's fear. If God is for me, I mean, think, if God is for me, if God is for me, what's the next hour going to look like? If God is for me, what's the next week going to look like? If God is for me, what's the next sickness going to look like? If God is for me, what, what, what else can happen that's, that's bad? Puts everything in perspective. God is for me as I shelter in place. God is for me. As the only thing in frozen foods in Safeway, honestly, it's true, the only frozen vegetables in Safeway were frozen Brussels sprouts. How's that? Because no one wants them. God is for me if I have a cough and a fever. God is for me as my kids are staying home and driving me nuts. God is for me as staying home with my parents is driving me nuts, as kids would say. God is for me 
as I go through this with my family. Every sentence, absolutely every sentence, started with God is for me. That means that God's faithfulness means nothing can ever separate me from Christ's love. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm going to read a little bit more out of Romans chapter 8. And this is something for you and your family to spend some time with, maybe this morning or sometime, just to read it together and see how secure it can make you feel. But right now, you don't have to read it. You can just listen. In fact, you may want to bow your head or just grab a hold of a family member as I read, and then we're going to go to just a moment of prayer. But just listen to what it says about God's faithfulness to you. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or problems? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power on the sky above or on the earth below, indeed. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And maybe some of you, some of us, are hung up on fears, feeling like grasshoppers. Next to your problems, um, maybe you feel like one. Maybe in the last couple days or weeks, You got real small and your problems got real big. The Bible says this, if God is for me, who can be against me? Let's live in light of that. Father, God, this coming week, things may change again. Again and again and again, we live in a world that things are just moving fast. I thank you so much that no matter what happens, you're for me and nothing can be against me. Jesus, thank you so much that nothing can ever separate us from the love that you have for us. Nothing can because you love us so much and you're promising to be there for us. So thank you, thank you, God, that my future is secure because of your faithfulness. Amen.